Welcome to the Liberty Room. That's right, the Liberty Room, where conservatives can speak their minds with all the freedoms guaranteed by our beloved Constitution. The Liberty Room with me, the one, the only, the Jim Wood. And then sitting next to me, my friend, my brother, my fellow American red, white, and blue patriot, that high-flying tall drinker, how do you do, Dwight? So for the next hour or so, strap in, hold on, but don't hold back when you're hanging with us in the Liberty Room. Hey, Dwight. What is going on, my brother? I got to tell you, I just realized something. Uh-oh, what do you realize? I, I realize that you are the worst air drummer I've ever seen. Well, you have to go tell everybody <laughs> that. I mean, what happens in the bunker stays in the bunker. Wait a minute. We're doing a podcast that goes around the world yeah. from the bunker. What do you mean everything that happens here stays here? People, it goes out all over the world. Look, everyone knows. Everyone has to believe that I'm an awesome It drummer. goes out into the stratosphere. It goes beyond. It goes into iHeart now. <laughs> well, iHeart carries us now. So yeah. thank you, iHeart Radio, for yes. picking up the Liberty Room. That's right. We're as big as Joe Rogan is. and uh, Nobody's giving me a $100 million contract. You didn't get one? Well, <laughs> it wasn't for my air drumming, I'll tell you that. <laughs> <laughs> well, I got one in the mail the other day. Oh, did you? Yeah. No, that was, you could already be a winner with Publisher's Clearing. Oh, is that what that was? That's what that oh, was. Oh, crap. Yeah. <laughs> I, thought, I thought it was a winner. <laughs> no, not even close. You burst my bubble. Thank I you. I know, but what it. don't burst bubbles What's that? is when we welcome all of our friends into the Liberty Room with Jim and Dwight every welcome, week. Welcome, everyone. Thank you guys for tuning in to us. Yeah. Don't forget to hit that subscribe button, that way you get all the updates and all the cool stuff that come out of the Liberty Room. You get those reminders, get those uh, little uh, you know, little nudges that, hey, I wasn't listening to this week's episode. They'll, they'll let you know. But hit that subscribe button and please share with your friends. You can A good link to share with uh, all your friends is thelibertyroom.com. And that link and that website will take you, has links to all the big providers where you can listen to the Liberty Room, whether it's iHeartRadio, which we're happy to be a part Woo-hoo! of now. Yeah. As well as Google Podcasts. Apple Podcasts, Spotify, CastBox, Anchor, all all the podcast providers, the big ones, the medium-sized ones, and those little bitty guys that get a little attention every now and then. Thank but, you. But because of us. Because of us. Well, you know, they're they're going to up their I mean, they're, they're going to up their game. That's it. That's what's going to happen. That's it. Yeah. I'm telling you. Yeah. But uh, we just appreciate everybody tuning in and hanging out with us on another very exciting air drumming episode. <laughs> Of the Liberty Room. You're not going to let that one go, are you? Yeah, see, you regretted that immediately, I didn't I you? Do. I'm going to stop coming over here and <laughs> make fun of me like this. I mean, I thought we were, we were bros, yeah, man. Yeah, see, I there's mean, things I never do. I never play air guitar, and I never wear sandals. Why not sandals? Because men's feet should never be seen. Oh, okay. Yeah, that's just gross. Most men's feet are, yes. Yeah, I know. No. Women's feet? Sexy. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. Men's feet? Ugh. Men should just be covered up at all times. Yeah. It's like in the Muslim world where the women wears the veil <laughs> and everything. No, the men should wear it. The women, hey, look, you know, show yeah. it off. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I, I, can, I, I can get down with that. Yeah, you can't. Uh, I can't argue with that. Argue? I mean, okay, I'm, I'm, I'm good. Not, not opposed to it? Good. Okay. All right. I'm, I'm, I'm glad we can meet here tonight. Thank you all folks for tuning in. We're done now. That's right. <laughs> We're being canceled now by the Muslim community. <laughs> Thank you for our five minutes on iHeartRadio. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> all right. So lots going on in the world. We had a very uh, interesting, very uh, fun Wednesdays with Jim this week. What was that? Um, you know, Wednesdays with Jim. 
What is that? The other half of the Liberty Room. Oh, yeah. The, the one that started the whole thing. The one that started the whole thing. Yes. That's right. Yes. The Wednesdays with Jim every Wednesday night across several different social media mm-hmm. platforms. Hundreds and hundreds of millions of people tuning in every week As to speak to their the, mind. Opposed to the tens of tens that come into the Liberty Room? Uh, well, we got more than that. We do? We do. Oh, cool. Why else would iHeart pick us up? That's true. Yeah. You got to have millions for iHeart to pick you up. Well, at least, you know, hundreds. Or um, tens of tens of tens of tens. <laughs> ten squared. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. exactly. <laughs> All right. Or cubed. Either way. Um, no, no, no. Uh, you know, so a lot of things we were talking about this week on Wednesdays with Jim, 8 o'clock, djimwood.com, um, is, well, we talked a lot about what's going on in our schools right now. Mm-hmm. The, the, the issue they're having, in it's been in the news all week about what's going on in New Jersey. Yeah. Uh, about you stay know, out of New Jersey. Yeah. About teachers, you know, allowing, uh, expressing to kids how just because they have boy parts don't mean that you're really a boy. They're first graders. Let's, let's, let's confuse a seven year old a little bit more about their own body. When, when my kids were uh, that age, I'm pretty certain they weren't exploring themselves like that. No, no, no. That's what, that's what I said. We, it was even an example of, um, you know, 14 year olds and, you know, I think my comment was, I was, the only thing I was doing at 14 was waiting for the next episode or next edition of the amazing Spider-Man. Yeah, but that's you even today at 50 something years old, aren't you? <laughs> Why are you telling how old I am? Hey, this is the Liberty Room, man. Oh, just Anything because goes. I said you're a terrible air drummer, all of a sudden now yes. I'm the old man. I didn't say you were the old man. Yeah. I just mentioned an age range. Okay. So when I was 14, do you ever, th- what would you ever, at 14 years old, mm-hmm. Somebody in their fifties. What did you think of them? I I plead the fifth. Yeah, yeah. I'm just not going to answer that question. I don't have to. I just pulled a pasaki on you. You can't. I circle back. You can't make me. Well, your uh, your lack of answer is an answer. No, it's not. Yes, I just refuse to answer because I don't have to answer, (laughs) Mister Wood. What are you going to do about it? Talk about how bad of an air drummer you are. (laughs) (laughs) Oh crap. (laughs) Well, fine then. Yeah. Ancient, <laughs> older than dirt. You knew where, you were there when the dinosaurs roamed the earth. You saw the flood. Which one? The one before the Bible or the one in the Bible? There's one before the Bible? Well, you know, we flooded. Oh, you're that old? Yeah. Jeez. Me and Methuselah, man, we hung out. <laughs> <laughs> no, we, but you know, this week there was, it was a lot of, uh, a lot of interesting conversation, a lot of, um, you know, and that's what Wednesdays with Jimmy is. It's a conversation show. Everybody's allowed mm-hmm. and everybody's invited to chime in on the conversation. And it was a, um, it's something that people need to, need to get fired up about. Now we talked about the Ukraine. We talked about the border, mm-hmm. title 42. We talked a little bit about the UN. Um, but you know, that, that was the majority of the show was about what's going on with our kids in schools. Mm-hmm. I mean, last week was a, an example down in Florida with uh, Florida actually having to pass a law to prevent these rogue, liberal agenda-pushing, mindless robot teachers from teaching K through two, uh, was it K through four? Yeah. Fourth grade? All this gender crap mm-hmm. that a six, five, six, seven, eight-year-old has no concern about it at that particular point in their life. And now New Jersey is, New Jersey schools are trying to tell their kids that well, just because you got the parts don't mean that's who you are. Mm-hmm. You know, that if that is not just open indoctrination, there's no example of it. K 
kids at that age, at least I know my, my daughter, for example, because she was the most recent of my kids to be at that age or the latest, you know, she's more interested in watching frozen, you know, what song was Elsa going to sing? Yeah. You know, that, that's what she cared about. My son at that age is more interested in building Legos and you know, what bridge yeah. could he build? Yeah. You know, they are not, they don't, they're, they don't care about biology. No. In fact, a lot of times I'd kiss my wife around my kids just to see them go, ew, <laughs> because that's what they, even to this day, my, my daughter's 10 and she still thinks it's gross. Yeah. Yeah. So why are we forcing this crap on our kids at an age where it does not matter to them? Well, even to the point now where you're seeing articles out there, there's a transgender uh, professor, 71 years old, who, you know, was, is somebody I guess known in the in the transgender world as, you know, one of the uh, one of the elders of their movement, I guess mm-hmm. you would say, mm-hmm. who's now going, okay, this is just too much. Mm-hmm. You know, we should not be doing this to these kids. Let them be kids. This is this isn't uh, allowing somebody to be who they are. This is indoctrinating them. So they got people within their own community at this point now going, yeah, we need to put the brakes on this crap. Yeah. You know, so even if it's coming from within the community, what, you know, me, of course, the way my mind works, I go to what is motivating all this? What's pushing all this? You never, and granted, yeah, here, uh, what, in less than a month, I'll be 56 years old. Mm, Man. And I just say that because everybody should send me a birthday present. Um, Okay. See how I slid that right in there? I see. That was very smooth. Smooth. I'm going to send you a picture of me playing air drums. <laughs> um, <laughs> Don't worry, that's right around the corner. You're yeah. turning 56. Yeah, I know. I mean, it's pretty close. Yeah, it's it's any day now. Mm, anyway, it's nice knowing you. Let's hope not. Stop that talk. That's gr- that's kind of creepy. Memorial service for Jim's coming up soon. <laughs> oh my God! I have one like my <laughs> uncle did. My uncle who passed away. He was kind of a spirited person like myself. Mm-hmm. You know, spirited's a good word for you. Yeah, yeah. Uh, <clears throat> he was an Air Force vet. Uncle Charlie was a good guy, real good guy. And what he said he wanted at his funeral was, um, he said he didn't want to have like the traditional funeral where everybody was sad. Mm-hmm. He said, you want to get everybody together, get them together. He said, I want you to set up a wash tub full of beer and a stereo. He said, and I want you to play Pink Floyd, Dark Side of the Moon and Super Tramp, Breakfast in America. <laughs> and y'all drink and tell good stories about me till those two albums are over. And when they're over, that's it. I'm done. That's it. Wow. That's and you know what, look at And it. you know what we did? You did just that. No, there wasn't that much beer there, but we did play Super Tramp, Breakfast in America, and played Pink Floyd, Dark Side of the Moon. Mm-hmm. That was his memorial service. Wow. Yeah, good guy. Good guy. Missing. But anyway, um, you know, even being um, older, not old, but older. Experience. Exactly. Mature. It, there you go. Keep going. Keep them coming. I am I am sharing the fruits of the wisdom of my years. Wow. How do you like that? Wow, that's... Mm. Okay, I got, I've I've got nothing to say about that's, that. That's, um, yeah. Anyway, so in the fruits of my wisdom of my years, Methuselah. <laughs> <laughs> um, you know, when I was a kid and going through school, we didn't. There was no concern. We didn't question it. Mm-hmm. You know, granted, I can remember what was it? First grade, second grade. The boys' bathroom and the girls' bathroom were back to back, and where the heater pipe went through the wall, there was a little gap. All you could see were their ankles, but I remember us boys getting caught peeking in the girls' bathroom. <laughs> we didn't know what the hell we were peeking at. Yeah. We just knew that everybody giggled when we did it, you know? Mm-hmm. But so, uh, you know, that was, to me, looking back, that was the one thing that was the most sexual thing. And it wasn't sexual. It was just, you know, we, we knew we weren't supposed to. 
Therefore, you had to do it. That way we had to do it, you know? So even if they had told us if we could see more than their ankles as they walked by because the hole was down level with the floor, Mm -hmm. you know? Um, Even if they had told us that, you know, what anything was other than the ankle we could see, we sure as hell didn't know what it was. And honestly, once we got out in the playground, we didn't care. Yeah. It was just who gets what swing first or who gets to play on the merry-go-round. You know, that innocence of being a child, holy crap. Why are people trying to take that away from our children? Well, because you've got people that want to push their agenda, push their thoughts on people, force you to accept them. Yeah. I think that's a lot of it. They want you to accept them for who they are. You know, again, I know you you and I both kind of agree on this. We're we're not, we don't support homosexuality. We we don't support all that, that gay stuff. And we're <laughs> not gay stuff. I'm gonna leave it at that. That's a Chappelle quote right there. Is it really? Okay, <laughs> fine. We'll support that gay stuff. We don't support non-binary, transsexual, LGBTQ, ABC, yeah. one, two, three. If that's what you want to do behind closed doors, do it behind closed doors. I'm not your judge. Yeah, don't 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 throw it in my face. It, it's I'll, I'll I'll put this. I'll make it a little more personal because it, I think this kind of correlates to it. <clears throat> my my own sister, who I love dearly only really calls us, calls the family when she wants to share something with us. Mm-hmm. We never, we don't get a chance to talk to her very often. And yeah. a lot of times it's because she wants us to accept what she's doing. Okay. And a lot of times what she's doing is not what we would accept. Okay. And if we try to say, well, you know, we don't like what you're doing. Oh, no, no, no. We, we can't respond. It has to be, we have to be a sounding board only. We, have to, we just, just listen to what she has to say. That's it. Oh, that, well, that's just too easy for her, no, isn't it? Exactly. Well, this is a two-way street. Yeah. Okay. If I have to accept you for what you're doing, guess what you have to do? Yeah. Accept oh, me for no, what I'm no, doing. Oh, no, no, no. That's not the way I've been indoctrinated. It, exactly. It's you not. You have to do what I tell you. Right. Or or you're wrong. Or you're wrong. Or you're you're some sort of phobia. Yeah. Phobia. You're some sort of phobic. Mm-hmm. Yeah. No, it's, and that's not the way. It's, it's you know, communication's a two-way street. Right. Understanding is a two-way street. Respect is a two-way street. Yeah. You know, and unfortunately, what we've got now is a, is a whole generation of, you know, look at me, listen to me, understand me. Mm-hmm. And it's only a one-way street. Yeah. You know, so I, I, it, it's doing nothing but getting worse and doing nothing but, uh, um, you know, it's just every day it seems like somebody else is throwing gas on the fire. When you've got people in our administration who support this, when you've got people in our media who support this, when you've got people in our education system who are pushing and supporting this. Mm-hmm. You know, maybe that is a big sign that the rest of us just hasn't done enough to balance that out. Well, we don't say anything. We're too afraid to offend. We're, we, 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 we want to be quiet. We want to keep the status quo. We, yeah. No. It's time for that to stop. Right. Conservatives in this country have to grow a backbone. Mm-hmm. Stand up. Where do you, where do you stand? And well, that's just, it, it goes back to the, the phrase you always say, secure your perimeter, yeah, right? Well, there's yeah. a perimeter, that's a line, yeah, right? A thou shalt not cross. Yeah. And, and, and if someone crosses that line, that's when you start to act. Sure. Right? Well, it's the same thing here. Where do you stand? Mm-hmm. Where is that line? Where is that red line you're drawing? That was the point I tried to push on the Wednesday show. It's like, listen, you know, you can, you can look and see what's going on in the Ukraine and, and know that we're not being told the whole story, that we don't know exactly what's going on, but we know that civilians dying is bad. Mm-hmm. You know, we can look at this, this crazy man who, who shot people on, on a subway in New York City this week. That's wrong. 
You know, yeah. um, we look at things like that and we go, yeah, that's wrong, but yeah, it's not me. It's not here. It's not, doesn't have an effect on me, you know, but this is our children in schools. These are maybe not our, not, maybe not our children, but it's our grandchildren or it's our nieces and nephews or it's your neighbor's children. What it really is, is the future. Yeah. So what are you doing? Just sitting on your ass thinking, eh, it doesn't have anything to do with me. Yeah, it's not here in my city yet, so what do I care? Yeah. No, well, it's coming. It's coming, and it's in small-town America now. You know, where, where we live at here in central Virginia, um, our town is moderate mm-hmm. in size. I mean, you know, 23,000, 25,000 people. It's not a major metropolitan area. Not yet. But it's, you know, it's not rural route so-and-so-and-so-and-so mailbox either. You know, we are kind of that middle... Middle ground, blue collar, um, uh, good sized town, small city. And things that you used to see only in the big city have now creeped into our size city. Mm-hmm. It's slowly trickling down all the way down to everybody's size city. So why are, you, why are people sitting on their ass not doing anything about it until it gets there? And once it's there, well, it's a lot easier to stop it from getting there than it is to remove it. Right. Well, by the time it's recognized somewhere, I think it's it's been ingrained for too long. And, sure. and here, here's a theory I have because, as you know, I'm I'm an outsider. I came from Chicago. <clears throat> I'm not from this area. I've been here 17 years now. I hear they got people wandering the streets up there attacking black people with MAGA hats and nooses. Well, do you know Chicago's MAGA country? It is. Yes, I heard that somewhere. Where was that lately? I and heard you got to be careful. Uh, uh, juicy sommelier. Juicy Smollier. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And another thing in Chicago, too, is be careful because there are black Nigerians who wear MAGA hats, yeah. and you can only pay them by check. Well, they identify as white conservatives. <laughs> that, exactly. Yeah, yeah. That's why it's MAGA country. Yeah, you know, flannel shirts, dip yeah. rings in their back pocket. Yeah. I bet they drive a big old jacked-up Ford pickup, too. Yeah, they, they eat Subway sandwiches at 2 o'clock in the morning. Do they now? Oh, yeah. I mean, they're all, they, they know Jared. Oh, just not the veggie sandwich because they'd be gay and shit. Oh, yeah, you can't be doing that. <laughs> <laughs> but but so so back to my point though being from Chicago when I yeah. first moved here to the valley you know very red area I mean compared to Chicago Chicago oh, is yeah. very blue right so yeah, for me it's like so. oh my gosh this place is bright red hardcore conservatism everyone goes to church at least that was my initial impression yeah okay 17 years later as I look back and go well okay yes the valley is quite red yes it ain't that bright red like it no. Like, you know, I believed it was 17 years ago, but I think people around here had their heads buried in the sand. They were so used to such a mm-hmm. closed off area for so long Yeah, that now that outsiders have come in, you got people from New York moving in here. You got no. DOD people from the, from the Pentagon moving down here. It's, it's gone from being fairly red to being eh, purplish. Yeah. But people around here who, who, who were born and bred here have just... They've been not not willfully ignorant, but just ignorant in that they just didn't see it coming. Yeah, this area has such an influx of, it's just like they talk about uh, Texas. All the people who've ruined California are now moving into Texas. Yeah. But you don't see that we have had and are having a bigger invasion here in Virginia than what they had in Texas. Mm-hmm. You know, I can remember uh, I had to go out to um, uh, Utah on business. Mm-hmm. And uh, since I'm not a pilot, such as yourself, I can't fly myself out there. i got to fly commercial. I'm sorry. I don't get those fancy corporate jets like you fly. Someone's got to fly it. Ah, well, I'm glad it's you. I'm glad it's you. Um, one of these days you'll have to take me flying. I would love to. Yeah. No. Um, to. Were you out there meeting Mitt Romney? 
No, I was not meeting Mitt Romney. If I did, it would have made the news. I promise you. <laughs> All right. That rhino wants to stay, steer clear of me. I promise. Other news. Uh, <laughs> Jim Wood, uh, Will Smith, uh, Mitt Romney. <laughs> Will Smith has now become a, a, it's an a description. It's an adverb. That's right. Proper did, you, did you get Will Smith? <laughs> yes, I did. <laughs> it's like getting Munsoned. Um, Munsoned. You, you've never seen that Fairly Brothers? No. Oh, my God. Uh, Woody Harrelson is the... Uh-huh. Young and up-and-coming professional bowler. And uh, uh, what's his name? Um, oh, it's a great movie. It's called Kingpin. Yeah, it's a bowling movie. It's hilarious. Okay, But he had such bad luck that everybody adopted. And every time you have bad luck, it's called getting munsoned. Ah, yeah. okay. Anyway, so uh, I'm fly- I go to fly out to Utah. I catch a plane in Charlottesville. And I get on the plane, and oh my goodness, did I think I just walked into some sort of weird M. Night Shalomon, whatever his name is, mm-hmm. you know, movie, because I got on the plane, and everybody in the plane was suits, Ooh. all in dark suits with briefcases, and here I am with a football sweatshirt and a pair of jeans on, and I'm <laughs> getting on the plane going, uh, I think I'm uh, am I in the right spot, <laughs> you know, because I didn't realize how many people as far south as Charlottesville commute every day to New York City. Mm-hmm. Now, I know you would know that, but that was such a surprise to me. I was the only one that was laying over and or that was connecting in New York. Mm-hmm. Everybody else was going to work, and they do that every day. Yep. Yeah, they commute by air. So when, you, when you've got that kind of invasion of people coming from, you know, these bigger cities wanting to get a little taste of the country life, but they still want to keep it as liberal as where they come from, mm-hmm. Um, they're, they're coming this way. Well, that's why we're working so hard in our little town of Woodboro. Um, you know, be- <laughs> when did they change the name to Woodboro? Oh, you didn't hear about it? I haven't heard about that. You haven't been attending meetings. I mean, I'm, I, I moved to Waynesboro. No, it's, it's Woodboro now. It's Woodboro now. It's now officially Woodboro. Why would they call it Woodboro? Well, maybe because uh, the Jim Wood is such a big <laughs> presence in the city. It's now Woodboro. I mean, they just, they can't deny it any longer. Uh, well, you know, uh, Waynesboro is originally named after Mad Anthony Wayne, mm-hmm. the famous Revolutionary War ju- general uh-huh. who was known to be a little bit on the crazy side. Okay. So I guess from one crazy guy to another. <laughs> hey, you know what? If it works, it works, right? You get you have to recognize greatness. I guess this is a town named after people with psychosis problems. I guess so. <laughs> but, but here in Woodboro, yeah. um, you know, we, we one thing that we're fighting here is that we get people that that move from Charlottesville. We are the bedroom yeah. community. Originally, it's becoming Cro- that way. Crozet used to be the bedroom community Which in Charlottesville. Which is the little, me- little small town halfway between us and Charlottesville for people who don't know that. Exactly. A bunch of yeah. yuppies live over there. Yeah, it was Yuppieville. Now Waynesboro is the bedroom community. It seems that way. People are moving here because land was a lot cheaper. How's you know, it? you're within 20, 30 minutes of Charlottesville. And if you're moving out from D.C., you're coming down here with a lot of money because you've probably mm-hmm. sold your house. Yeah. Okay. Where you you've brought made a million dollars in your house, you come down here and spend three hundred thousand dollars on on a house and property, yeah. pocket some money, and just commute for a while. Yeah, but it's it's beginning to turn our city the wrong color, and so what we're trying to do as conservatives here is we want to stop that. Yeah. Okay. Look, you want to move to Waynesboro to live here, to work here, to play here. Hey, welcome. That's but if you're I just here. yeah, if you're just gonna move here just so you can. Live here, but you're going to go spend your money somewhere else, work somewhere else, but you're going to bring your politics here? Mm -hmm. Flag on the play. I got a problem with that. I want to see people come here who want to be in this city. Yeah. I'll tell you right now, when I first moved here, I never had an intention to ever move to Waynesboro. Yeah. Never. Ever. Okay. But yet here I am. How about that? 
I've bought a house. I have planted my my family mm-hmm. firmly here. My kids go to public the public school system here. Yeah. I'm 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 in the Republican Party here, just like you are. You know, I'm trying to get involved in local politics so I can educate myself, so I can help make the right decisions for my family and my community. Yeah. That's what we need. People like that who live here, play here, work here. We invest. Want to. We invested in Waynesboro, and that's what I told Woodboro. the city council. Oh, sorry, Woodboro. Yeah, get it right. <laughs> you know, the, I, I said that to the city council one time. I said, you know, uh, people who are born here, that's great, but I wasn't. Mm-hmm. I chose to be here because of the people, because of where it is, because of the mindset of this town. Mm-hmm. I chose to be here. Mm-hmm. I picked this town. And I picked this town because of what it offered me. And now all of a sudden, the reasons that I picked this town have now been given away. Right. Why did I get involved? A lot of different reasons. But one of those reasons is I picked this town because of what it was. Uh, and I don't mean was as in the past tense. I'm talking about what it, its capabilities are, what its people do, how the, how the people you know, treat their city. Mm-hmm. Why are we just packaging it up and giving it away to somebody who only uses it as a bedroom. You know? Yeah. It's a, why, why would you do that? Why would anybody do that? Why would you allow people to come in and take over your school systems to indoctrinate your children? You didn't move here, just like I didn't move here, so that we could let a school system completely change all the morals and values that we have tried to instill in our kids. Right. You know, so if we don't stand up for it, for our kids, for the next kids, for the neighbor's kids, for the grandchildren, for the nieces, the nephews, the, and the future, then why would you pick this place to begin with? Because, you know, you can find someplace out in the county where you can live all by yourself mm-hmm. and have nobody around you and, you know, and just be a loner for the rest of your life. Mm-hmm. That's true. You know, my well, wife and I, we, we've talked about that. You know, we, you know, you know, we bought our house about five years ago here in Woodboro <clears throat> and... <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, you know, we, we had talked uh, about a year or two ago about, well, let's move and we'll get some land out in the County. And, you know, at the time her mom was alive and living with us. And so get a bigger house mm-hmm. and, you know, but the more I thought about it, it's, we've been here in, in Woodboro now for, at that point for about five years. Yeah. And we, we like it here. We have good neighbors. We're on a good street. We've met good people like yourself and your wife. Yeah. People that I consider to be friends for the rest of my life. Sure, absolutely. And I think if I were to move out of this city, I would lose that. Yeah. You know, we we have we have invested in this exactly. city in terms of our family, in terms of our friends, in terms yep. of the culture. And I don't want to lose that. No. No. Maybe it's me being sentimental, but that's how I feel literally in my heart that if I moved, oh my gosh, what I've put in here, what I've done here. Would, would be gone. Well, you know, somebody like yourself who, who started out a, a, um, a young child in Southern California. Young buck. A young, yeah. well, see, in the South, you don't want to call somebody of color a young buck. Oh, yeah, well, yeah. <laughs> I'm just saying, I'm not saying, you know what I'm saying? I know what you're mm-hmm. saying. Mm-hmm. Yeah. All right, so we'll just skip right over yeah. that part. C- continue and, on, Mr. Yeah. Mr. The Jim Wood. <laughs> anyway, you know, a young man such as yourself out of Southern California, and then you relocated as a teenager to where? Chicago. Mm-hmm. You know, and now, country. yeah, and now you're within a couple of hours of the East Coast, so you have covered the entire width of this continent. Yeah, you know, and the place you chose was here. Mm-hmm. All right, I feel it's too conceited if I call it Woodboro, <laughs> <laughs> but it is Woodboro. Okay, so you picked you picked Woodboro to be your yes, home. Mm-hmm. Oh, the guys are gonna give me so much grief over that. <laughs> 
Um, <laughs> you know, you picked it. So you had you had the choice with your profession, with your uh, professional skills. You know, you could have picked anywhere in the country, but you chose here. Mm-hmm. You know, and you chose here because at your time in life, being a family man. You know, this is the place you're putting down roots to 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 give your children a hometown. Yeah. And now the reason all the reasons you picked this hometown are now being completely changed yeah. because certain members of our city administration have allowed people to come in here and turn it into something completely different. Turn it into what it's not. Exactly. You know, we, you know, we we are not Charlottesville. We have to. We, we we are not these liberal strongholds. Yeah. We we are people that live here are down to earth conservatives. Yeah. They're, they're they're the the salt of the earth. Yep. You you can walk downtown Waynesboro and just say hi to a random person. They're gonna say hi right back to you. Sure. Go do that in Charlottesville. Listen, we we can play up play up our city all we want. We know why we moved here. Right. But there's people all over the country that this is happening to. Yeah. They're small towns, towns smaller than ours, towns bigger than ours, towns that have, you know, a, a, a different economic base, but have all pretty much uh, the majority of like-minded folks, mm-hmm. you know, who are going through the same thing we're going through right now. And we can't emphasize the people who listen enough. It's time for you to secure your perimeter. Not just that immediate circle around your property. You know, I always talked about interlinking circles. Mm-hmm. You know, your perimeter links with the next person's perimeter and it makes just bigger circles until you, you encapsulate your whole, your whole state. Right. But you know, my circle, it starts at my house. Mm-hmm. Then it increases to my neighborhood. Then it increases to my city. And right now what we're having to look at is an uphill battle because a lot of people didn't do anything to slow down that spread that has turned is turning our city into what it's becoming. Like a lot of people listening out there. So unless you, me, and people listen, unless you finally just get off your rear end and do something, mm-hmm. you're going to end up looking all over again, or just being completely surrounded by people who may not have those same values you do. Sure. And unfortunately, a lot of that infection of people from the outside coming in for to, to change your place of living to something it's not, it is just that it's an infection and it's infecting everybody in the wrong way. Right. Well, it's like the people moving from California to Texas. Yeah. You know, they, they, they have a problem with their state in California, but instead of staying there to fix it, yeah, they're just going to leave. They're spreading the virus. And take that crap with them yeah. to Texas. Now, now you know, I spent four years in Texas. I went to school there and, you know, I'll say, I'll be the first to say, Hardcore Republican state in the past. In the no. <laughs> okay, in That's the changing. past. That's changing. It's changing, and I actually predict in several years Texas turns blue. Yeah, because with the influx of Californians coming in, the influx of illegal immigrants crossing the border and being and they're voting, and you know voter fraud's happening. Oh, we, we've yeah. all done. so so all that is going to change Texas to blue at some point in the future, but it's been happening for a while. I can't blame it on Californians going to Texas, but they are bringing their liberalism with them. Yeah. You know, it's, it's like looking at um, uh, Ukrainians who are now being offered asylum here in the United States. Yep. Okay. Or look at even the Mexicans who are crossing the border looking for asylum as well. Yep. You get all these men, not, not women and children, men yep. of fighting age. Yep. 
who instead of staying at home and saying, look, I'm tired of these cartels, I'm going to stamp, I'm going to do something, uh-huh. or I'm tired of Vladimir Putin or Zelensky, I'm going to stamp, I'm going to make a stand for my neighborhood. Uh-huh. No, they scurry and scatter. Yep. Yep. And they're taking that crap with them. You know, you know, I, I understand why people, why countries in Europe are, are, remember when there was that whole influx of people going from Syria? Oh, yeah. Several years ago. And yeah. like Hungary built a fence and they wouldn't oh, let people through. Oh, built a fence overnight. Yeah. And it worked. Imagine <laughs> yeah, that. Yeah. Fences work. Whoa, you know? whoa, 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 whoa. Slow down now. Fences yeah. work? Yeah, they do. Now, you know, we've got to be a little bit more compassionate. We just got to let them walk on through without any vetting. That's not right. Yeah, no, build the fence. Build the wall. <laughs> Build, build it a high. Huge wall, please. Yeah, as high as you can make it. Yeah. Two miles high. <laughs> but my point is that these countries were scared about this influx because these Muslims were coming through and they were bringing all their crap with them. Yeah. So it's, you know, so now you've got, look at like the mayor of London, was it a few years ago? Mm-hmm. The, the dude was Muslim. The, the dude's not British. No. And look what happened in, in Great Britain. Yeah. You had Muslim communities that cops couldn't even go into. The whole communities that were dictated by Sharia law. Yeah. I mean, there were cases, cases I talk about in our gun, in, in my gun classes of uh, a few years ago, a young British officer went out drinking one night, mm-hmm. wandered into the wrong neighborhood, and they found him laying in the street in one of these Sharia law neighborhoods, found him laying on the street with his head up on his back mm. where they had beheaded him. Wow. Yeah. Because he had consumed alcohol and was in the wrong neighborhood. Well, that's a no-no there. How about that? Yeah, you know, so you're let, they, they, those people are just letting the Brits are. I, I, who would ever thought of it with the Brits? You know, at one time right. in our history, they were ready to fight no matter what. Yeah, you know, not anymore. No. Well, even like my wife's from Poland, as you know, and some of her Polish friends will talk to her, and they're scared about all these Ukrainians crossing the border. And you know, first I give props to Poland for you know opening up their border to help these people escape who need to escape. Sure, I, I, I got that. Okay. Yep. But look at who's crossing the border up there. Men. Yeah. Okay. Why aren't you fighting for your country, fighting for your property, fighting for what's yours? Why are you running away? So I was, uh, I saw a story here. My wife actually had told me about it. I hadn't heard about it until she brought it up to me. Uh, Shamarovsky, the mm-hmm. dancer on Dancing with the Stars, the Ukrainian dancer on Dancing with the Stars, the TV okay. show here in America. Mm-hmm. Yeah. He was at home in the Ukraine when oh, all this kicked yes. off. Yes. And he tried to leave the country and come back to the US and and the Ukrainian border guard stopped him and went, "No. You're of you're Ukraine of fighting age. You stay here." Mm-hmm. What did he do? He found a way to still leave. He smuggled himself. He snuck out of the country yeah. in the middle of the night like a coward. Didn't he do like a TikTok video? I seem to recall yeah. like he did a video. Where no, he was, he was he was on Twitter. Well, Twitter, okay. He, he did a video on Twitter okay. letting all of his fans know that he was okay. Yeah. That he was fine. That you know he managed to sneak out of the country. What a coward! But then you had Ukrainian Americans here yeah. who were flying back to Ukraine yeah. to go help the motherland. Yeah, that just shows you what the Hollywood types are like. You know, because uh, that that dude right there to me, why he should be allowed back on television? Why he's allowed? Well, I mean, of course, his you know Hollywood family will welcome him in with open arms oh, and treat him like a hero. Yeah, but in reality, he's a coward. He's a coward. You ran. Yeah. When yeah. you should have stood to stay, stayed to fight. Yep. I mean, again, it's just like the Mexicans at the border in the South. Sure. I, I understand you want to come here because we don't have the cartel problem you guys have. You know why you have the cartel problem? Because you didn't fix it in the beginning. Right. And you weren't fixing it now. 
Hey, so listen, instead of running, go down there and fix it. I loved how everybody was talking, you know, gave 45 a hard time because he said he was going to build the wall and make the Mexicans pay for it. Yeah. Well, you know, they didn't really pay for the wall. But what they don't realize is after Trump went down and talked to him and, and kind of laid, laid the plan out, the Mexican army and Mexican border patrol was on their side of the wall and they started stopping it. Yeah, yeah that's true. On their side of the border. So technically, they did build a wall and Mexico did pay for it. Mm-hmm. It just wasn't the big, beautiful wall we all thought oh, yeah. it was going to be. Yeah. It was a, more of a figurative wall than a literal wall. Sure. You know, but look at how much it slowed down the illegal immigration. Yeah. And as soon as Biden is in office, they start coming across the border with Biden t-shirts on, no mm-hmm. less. Yeah. You know, so yeah. that. Uh, and now they want to lift Title 42, which is they're, they're talking about 18,000 across in the border. Was it a month? I heard a statistic the other day that so far, in, since the Biden administration, more people have illegally crossed our border than any full-term president in history. That's insane. In just the first year. That's insane. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it's unbelievable. I mean, how is that not tantamount to an invasion? That is an invasion. They were smaller armies invaded total countries and taken over. They were smaller German units that took over your wife's country of Poland. Mm-hmm. Than what we've had come across our southern border in the last year. Yeah. <laughs> it's unbelievable. I mean, how is that not treason? How yeah. is that not? That is a violation of his oath of office and our Constitution. Well, he's not following the law. We no. The law is very clear what it says. If you don't yeah. like the law, then get the law changed. Right. But you can't just suspend the law willy-nilly sure just you because can. you don't like it. Sure he can. Well, apparently Biden thinks you can by executive yeah. order or just by saying it or by selling Homeland Security and ICE. Just don't enforce it. Yeah. You know, don't go knock on doors. Don't be asking for passports no. and all that kind of stuff when you, uh, at traffic stops. We've we've covered it a million times, the corruption in our government right now. It's just time to start over again. It really is. You know, I mean, just like the stuff with the FBI that came out this past week, mm-hmm. you know, talking about the Russian collusion. Yeah. You know, I'm sorry, not the Russian collusion, but the, uh, the Michigan uh, governor. Oh, with her being the the, the kidnap uh, yeah, plot? They were, yeah, they were yeah. pl- the plotting to kidnap it mm-hmm. and come to find out it was actually the FBI instigating. And the same guy, mm-hmm. the same guy who was in charge of the program that come to find out was so one-sided and so dishonest, I guess is the word to put. Mm-hmm. He's a liar. The same yeah. guy is the guy who is in charge of the January 6th investigations now. Really? Yes. Wow. <laughs> so he got promoted. Uh-huh. Once they once it got up to the court hearing, once it got up to the point where it's, you know, it's quite possible that we could be found out that we have done something dishonest and used the media to make everybody believe it's a bunch of right-wing white uh uh supremacist extremists. Well, because it was. Who 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 tried to kidnap the governor of Michigan. They almost did. Psycho Biatch Whitmer. Um, you know, <laughs> um, you know, but come to find out it was all instigated by the FBI to begin with. Huh. And the guy who did it is now investigating these white supremacist extremists who tried to take over the Capitol. But they almost did. Listen, there was a million people in Washington, D.C. that day. They're all guilty. A million. Guilty by association. Six, seven numbers. One number was six zeros behind it. One million. People were in that city that day. Arrest them all. If they wanted the Capitol, they'd have taken the Capitol. Arrest them all. Throw yeah. them all in jail. Just yeah. just prosecute all of them. <laughs> back, back to our, our local it's, insurrectionists? Uh, yeah, just throw her yeah. in there too. 
Well, yeah. our local activists would love to see that happen, but all it did was let those left-wing nut jobs, these people mm-hmm. who are just eat up with, uh, you know, this mental illness um, that they're taking advantage of. Yeah. You know, um, and and let them run with the, with the craziness. Here's the funny part. You bring about the FBI yes. and how they instigated it. Yes. But didn't they instigate some of the stuff on January 6th too? Sure they did. I mean, this, this, the, okay. So to your point, recently it's come out about the, uh, the disinformation campaign that the U S was doing supposedly. Oh yeah. Okay. They're calling it the disinformation campaign, but what we know is that they were lying to everyone from the very beginning. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Talking about how the Russians were going to use chemical weapons, how Putin was going to invade and take Kiev in three days, blah, blah, blah. Now they come out and their excuse is, well, we're waging a disinformation campaign. Yeah. No, you lied to the American people. That's illegal. Yeah. That's not disinformation. You flat out lied. Sure. It's not like you put the disinformation in a foreign country. Well, if Trump did it, they were lying. He was lying. Oh, yeah. He was a liar. Treason. Treason. Liar, 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 liar. If the Democrats did it, well, you know, it was just misinformation. We were trying to catch Putin off guard. Yeah, we did it for a reason. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, you know, it just uh, constantly, the double standard. Oh, it's ridiculous. And every time, every time, the Republicans back down. We have no spine. None. Zero. Everyone's too friendly, too nice. We don't want to rock the boat. No, we, it, we I, I mean, I think I, you and I talked about this, last, maybe it was someone else I talked to. I've talked to so many people lately, lately but look at like Donald Trump, okay? Trump was not your typical politician, right? He was He was the bulldog in the China shop. Sure. Okay. Your typical president is a little bit more, has more decorum, a little bit refined. nicer, refined, refined, diplomatic. No, Trump got up there and he's like, all right, break that dish, break that dish, knock over that China cabinet. Yeah. Just get stuff done. Yeah. Okay. He was the right, the right person for the, for, for the job at the right time. Yep. Right. But not your, not what you typically would think of as a president. Yeah. But that's what we need is somebody who had spine. Yep. Not someone who was just going to roll over and play dead. And, and thank God, I mean, we would be totally underwater now if it hadn't been for the, um, and I want to, I don't want to make it sound cult-like, like I'm just blindly following somebody, but if it wasn't for the inspiration of somebody like a Donald Trump, where would we be? Because, you know, his style, and, and, and that, I, I've got some left, far left nut job, you know, left-wing people that talk about Trump people said it's all, it's a cult, it's a cult that we're all part of a cult, that we're just, you know, blindly leading the the, the Maharaji uh, cult leader, you know. Um, it's a big cult with 80 million people in <laughs> yeah, it. No Whew, kidding. Man. You know, um, so I don't want it to sound like that when I say inspiration, but look at the type of people who have come out and got into politics, who have got out into the mainstream because they see what that bull in a china shop will do. Name one person. You're looking at one of them. Right across the table over here. woo even though it's a city council run, you know, I don't know that I would have done it. I mean, I was fired up and pissed off over the Second Amendment stuff going on mm-hmm. in Virginia. There's no doubt. I mean, right. I've said a lot of things. My face has been around in front of a lot of cameras, you know, repeating the same thing over and over again. And I don't mind that at all. Mm-hmm. But, you know, when you see somebody, one person walk in and make a difference the way he did towards the, you know, in favor of the conservatives, then holy cow, if he can do it, I can do it. I don't care how much money he's got. It's all about the willingness to get the job done. You know, we got people that's coming here like a Winsome Sears, who's our new lieutenant governor. Mm-hmm. Now, that, and, and that's just such a positive impact in Virginia. But look, look at your, your, your DeSantis in Florida. Look at your Greg Abbott in, in Texas. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, a friend of the show, Larry Elder. 
Oh yes. You know, running for can running for governor in California. Mm-hmm. You know, stepping out of that comfort zone and actually getting out there and going, you know, it's time to it's time to get rid of the the, the bullshit and just you know get mm-hmm. to work. Mm-hmm. Work on the meat, cut the fat. Yeah. You know, so yeah, so uh, just think about if if that period in American history didn't happen and a lot of people just sat back like they were known to do in the Republican Party, you know, how far behind we'd really be then. I mean, we're behind now, mm-hmm. but think about how far we would be, by, even further behind we would be if it wasn't for that. Yeah. Well, I agree. I mean, you and I both started our political whatever. Endeavors. Endeavors <laughs> when Trump was president. And I'll yeah. be the first to admit, in my mind, when I, when I delivered my very first speech, he was my inspiration yeah. that if he could do it, sure, I could do it. Yeah. You know, I mean, I'll, I'll do a little more decorum. That's just how I feel about it. But, but it gave me the sense of empowerment Yeah. that finally, if our president, if our president, our commander in chief can do it, so can I. Yeah. The left wingers go, well, what have you got in common with him? He's a billionaire. You know, they love throwing that out. And yeah. then they get to say he wasn't really a billionaire. They come for, they, they contradict themselves constantly, but the money has nothing to do with it. It's the passion for our country yep. and the willingness to step up and speak your mind. You know, that's what we had in, com- in, in, in common with him mm-hmm. and still do to this day. Yeah. He just, you know, I mean, granted, we're on iHeart now and we're on the big players, but mm-hmm. we still don't have the microphone that 45 had. And, and we probably never will. But the least, the best that we can do Speak is, for yourself. Okay, maybe you might. <laughs> I hope you do. <laughs> but we try our, our best to, yeah. to have that backbone that he had. Yeah. Not just to honor what he did, because I'm, honestly, that's why we do this too. Well, but we always had, there, there's a handful of us always had that backbone. It just gave us a path in order to push it forward. Sure. Yeah. Sure. Because I, 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 I don't look at you as a, as a weak person. Well, thank you. You know, everybody's got their strong points and people have different points that they're stronger in, mm-hmm. you know, but when you stand up and you, and you speak your mind and you speak it from the heart and you uh, stand by what you speak, yeah. then, uh, you, you've always had it in you. It's not something that just appeared one day. Yeah. You, you finally found the motivation to move sure. forward with it. That you knew that, you know, there's a little safety in numbers too. There, There is. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. I mean, you know, I gave my first speech in front of uh, that, that, that uh, Rockingham County um, Board of Supervisors. It was, I think it was actually after your speech in Augusta County. Mm-hmm. But I had watched a bunch of other ones around the area. And yeah, it was like, okay, he did it. He did it. They did it. I don't know any of them. Yeah. But they're willing to stand up yeah. for what they believe, for stand what's up, important yeah. to them and their family and, and their children. Yep. Well, then why am I not doing that? Right. Why am I sitting in my chair just yelling at Fox News all day long? What What is that accomplishing? Nothing. <laughs> what, that's why Trump got into the politics in the beginning, why he got into the race. Yeah. Because I'm, I'm, I'm sure he was there in his lazy boy he, yelling at the TV. He did a, an interview, and they've always shown bits and pieces of it. Um God, he was a young man. Had to be 20 years ago on Oprah. Okay. And I've seen the whole clip before. It's not like I sat around and watched Oprah. I can't stand her. Um, but, you know, she asked him one time, would he ever consider running for president? And he was like, oh, no, no, no. And she was like, you mean to tell me there's no way you would ever run for president? And he said, well, I won't say completely no. He said, that if it, it's bad now. Mm-hmm. He said, but if it ever got to the point to where it's so bad that I don't have a choice, then I'll do it. Mm-hmm. And he did. Imagine where we would be on this planet right now if he hadn't a wait, hadn't had that wait and see mentality. People can't just wait and see. We've seen what happens when you sit around and wait yeah. till it gets till it gets bad enough. There's no such thing as bad enough. 
it's bad now. What are you going to do about it? When it gets to a certain point where it starts invading our country, invading your home, invading your bank account. Yeah. Me and you both are in the same boat on something this year. Okay. What's that? All right. I got a letter from the IRS. I think you did too. Yeah. I was a winner. Yeah, no, that, <laughs> that completely went the opposite way of the publisher's clearinghouse. Oh. Because my letter, mm-hmm. when I got it, after I had done my taxes this year, submitted my taxes this year, and the, and the Internal Revenue Service says, we accept your tax return, yep. sent me a letter after the fact telling me I owe them $700 more because of a mistake that was made on their end. Mm-hmm. I think your number was bigger than mine, wasn't it? Yeah, mine was $2,000. Yeah. So you accepted my payment, you accepted my tax returns, mm-hmm. and then after the fact, no, we just think you want we want you to give us more. And what am I going to do? You can't fight it. You can't fight that because it's going to cost you $10,000 to fight a $700 bill. Yep. And they know that. Yeah. Yeah. It's funny how they can change the terms. Right. But you can't. Right. You know, it's just like if you if you owe them money, they're, they're going to charge you a percentage every quarter or whatever for you not, you know, for whatever payment plan you're on. Sure. But they owe you money. Oh, they'll send it to you whenever they, whenever they feel like it. Exactly. They can change the terms as it suits them. Exactly. But now, we can't. And, and my point is me as one person, us as two people, can mm-hmm. we change that? No, because the monster's too big now. Yeah. But if more people follow that lead of it's time to stop it, mm-hmm. then we can stop them from doing that sort of thing. And this is not a praise 45. This is not a praise Donald Trump episode by any means, but he made a comment that I had made a long time ago. Your taxes should be able to be filled out on something the size of one eight and a half by 11 sheet of paper. Agreed. If not a postcard, Mm -hmm. you made X amount of dollars. This percentage goes to the government for taxes. Cause I'm not, I'm not saying don't pay your taxes. Mm Mm-hmm. Taxes are a necessary evil for us to run a society by. I mean, Ukraine's got to get missiles somehow. So. <laughs> yeah. Illegals got to get their paycheck too. So That's it. You know, uh, Biden needs that Adderall to make sure he's still, <laughs> he can focus when somebody asks him a question. But, you know, it's the fact that, you know, they have convoluted the system so much that now they can go back and they know they've got you pinned against the wall. And if we just stand up against it and stand up in one big voice, everybody needs to start making the time, taking the time, and get involved because it's going to do nothing but get worse. Yeah. 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 I'm not saying we should advocate or I'm not advocating not paying taxes, but, you know, they've had their hand in our back pocket for years. Yeah. Right. And I'm of the mindset, speaking of taxes, that, you know, if you have automatic withholding, how is it I owe more? Yeah, no kidding. I mean, you know what I make, IRS. Therefore, and you know what we all know what the rate is. So, yep. if I'm withholding, how how is it I still owe more? Yeah. Okay. For, for me, for me, get rid of all the credits. Get rid. Get rid of all that crap. Yeah. Okay. Here's the tax. It's five percent. Okay. Done. Okay. Five percent. It doesn't matter whether you have ten kids, twenty kids, one kid, no kid. Doesn't matter. I don't mm-hmm. care if you bought a green car, a Prius. You put solar panels in your house. Doesn't matter. Five yep. percent. Yeah. That's it. End of the year, why why do I have to file? If I have automatic withholding, yeah. you take that percentage out, how is it that I owe more? Oh, how is it I'm getting reason. money back? Yeah. You know, that that to me makes absolutely no sense. But until people start talking about it, they start sharing it with their friends, they start standing up and saying, hey, something's wrong here. Yep. I mean, remember when uh, Lois Lerner was running the IRS, <laughs> was it in like the Ohio area or whatever? Yeah. And she was denying all these conservative um, 
you know, the Tea Party uh, groups yep. and everything, uh, 501c3 status. Yep. Okay. Well, it took a lot of them pushing back and saying, whoa, wait, flag on the play. Yeah, because there have been several lawsuits or law cases that had just got swept under the rug. Yeah, and it kind of forced her to retire. Yeah. Which I'm not sure why she should retire. They should have fired her. Because at retiring, we still get to pay for her severance, or not her severance, but her retirement fund. Yeah. Taxpayers are still paying for her. Which I'm sure she's making a killing oh, in retirement I'm for sure. denying Americans. Yeah. 501c3 status. Yeah. Even though they deserve, even though they met the requirements. Sure. Because she was so politically, uh, such a political activist. Yeah. You know, and, and to me, it makes absolutely no sense. But again, like you said, until we stamp and do something, nothing's going to happen. Oh, yeah. I mean, we can we can argue the flat tax, which is what you're really describing. Yes. The flat tax until we're blue in the face. It still doesn't stop the fact that the more convoluted they make our tax system, the more uh, in-depth and in- intricate that they make our tax system, the more they can cheat me and you, the average taxpayer, out of more money every mm-hmm. year. Because in their view, our money is theirs. And, you know, I, I've been fortunate in my lifetime. I've never really had to pay more taxes than what's taken out of my income. Mm-hmm. You know, this is one of the first years I've actually end up at the end of the year having to pay more. And then the one year that I have to pay more, I get a letter saying I've got to pay even more than that. Congratulations. Wow. I've moved up into a different club, apparently. Yeah. I'm up into your kind of money now. Well, hey, I mean, what welcome. <laughs> You're moving on up. Well, thank you. My yeah. beans ain't burning on no oh, grill. Oh, no, they're not. <laughs> Got to move up that hill. But, you know, same thing here, you know, with all of us who have children, and mm-hmm. I don't know if it applied to you. I know it applied to me, but a lot of us got money for our children during the pandemic, right? Yeah. So they, it was the child tax credit. They yeah. gave it to us early and everything. There was no easy way to opt out of it. And I, and no. I, I hate this whole opt-in, opt-out crap, okay? It, everything should be opt-in. If you want yeah. it, you sign up to go get it. Yeah. Okay. No more of this. You have to go opt out of stuff. Yeah. Okay. So there's no easy way to opt out. Nope. Honestly, during the pandemic, I'm not trying to toot my own horn. God bless my family with, we, 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 we were not hurting. Okay. I really didn't need to get the, the tax credit at that time. Yeah. I didn't need it. But there was no way to opt out of no. it easily. No. Nope. You remember the pandemic EBT card they had here in Virginia? Yeah. Okay. Well, Woodboro. Happen to qualify for it. Okay. So every child in Woodboro, didn't matter whether you needed it or not, mm-hmm. y'all got a white card in the mail and there was money on that card, courtesy of the state of Virginia. Which in the state of Virginia now, all kids get free lunch and free breakfast at yeah. school. So now we're also getting free food at home. Yeah. I mean, it to me, it, it makes Put, absolutely no government sense. Hit. Yeah. And if you didn't spend it, you lost it. There's yeah. no way to opt out. The only way to opt out is not to use it, yep. which now means the money is not going to use at all. Yeah. You know, and it, it, it's it's wrong. Yeah. It's absolutely wrong. We need to get back to a, a place where you are responsible for your own finances. Yep. You pay your taxes. You you know, there's no reason why we, why we have to owe the IRS or they owe us anything. Yeah. With all the, the, the technology we have in place today, it should be when you get paid, if we're going to do automatic withholding, we're done. Yeah. That's it. Flat tax. There's That's no it. more There's no more filing tax forms. Um, the only time I can see you filing a tax form is if your company did not do automatic withholding. Okay, but yeah. 99% of them out there do. So what are we doing with 1040s? I know we're off on a tangent, but my point <laughs> is that it, the government views our money as theirs. They're they going to find any way they possibly we can to take it the from the means it. to provide them with their funds. Exactly. Yeah, we're peasants. Yeah. That's all it is. Yeah, we're we peasants are peasants. To, to yeah. them. Yeah. yeah, 
it's a different type of class society, and it's time um, time for us peasants mm-hmm. to make a stand. Yeah. Well, I'm going to make a stand on something. Make a stand. Something I uh, I shared with you earlier. Yes. So, you know, I, I'm, I don't call myself religious. I, I, I'd go to church every week whenever yes. I'm in town, and, you know, I, I, I'm, I'm, a, I'm a strong Christian in my opinion. I, I do my best to serve the Lord. And so there's a video that surfaced uh, recently. Yes. And I will take a stand on because I think it is completely wrong. The floor is yours, Mr. Williams. Oh, well, thank you, Mr. The Jim Wood. <laughs> um, so there is a church in Iowa. And they're of the uh, Presbyterian denomination. Okay. Okay. Uh, specifically, uh, Presbyterian Church of uh, USA, PC USA. And you know, a lot of these new, these a lot of these denominations are trying to be more inclusive. They're trying to bring people in who are, you know, the Bible's always been about sinners, right? And, sure. and the redemption of sinners. And I'm not judging people. I'm just stating a fact. You know, when you when you when you serve the Lord, you need to renounce your ways and, okay. and, and, and come to serve him and, and do what the Bible tells you to do. Well, people are trying to water down the word of God and they're trying to water down who God really is. And there's a, and this, this particular church in Iowa, and I'll play the, the audio in just a second, is basically doing that, where publicly they are basically saying that God is androgynous, that he is not really a he, that, that he is the God of pronouns. I was going to say, didn't you get the God's list of pronouns last week? I mean, it's in the it's in the weekly bulletin. It is. Yeah, come on, man. Oh. You got to get with the program. I don't. I don't get the bulletin. When I walk in the church. <laughs> it's a waste of paper. <laughs> oh, it's in there are announcements. Yeah, okay. Yeah, yeah. No, it's from God. It's written in the sky. Oh, is it really? <laughs> <laughs> I missed it. Man, oh, I, I, Lord, I'm sorry. Yeah. I need to get right with you. I, this, yeah. this is embarrassing. Yeah. And bless the little pygmies down in New York. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, yeah, the, the, a lot of these churches, though, man, I'm telling you what, they're as bad as these government organizations. They're, they really, they basically yeah. are government organizations. They are. They're, they're indoctrination uh, places. They and are. It's so. You are definitely much more of a practicer of religion than I am. I'm a firm believer. There is no doubt, mm-hmm. and I don't. I don't. You know, I don't. I, I don't. I don't denounce the Lord three times in a day. Okay. Well, that's good. <laughs> uh, but it is. Uh, you know, it to me. Some of these churches are just indoctrination stations. They are. They really you know, are. You know, when when you've got when it, it is plainly written in in God's word, the belief of homosexuality, the belief of um, you know uh, promiscuity and all this other stuff, um, it is plain and simple. There's no way to misinterpret it. Mm. But you've got so many of these churches now that have uh, you know homosexuals who lead the congregation. Yeah, you have lesbian pastors. Lesbian pastors, and you're right. The, the word, the scripture has been perfectly clear on things, but but because it doesn't fit our narrative today, yeah, it doesn't fit the fact that we have to be inclusive. Yeah. We're going to change. And I was talking to a friend of mine who um, is just graduating from seminary. We were talking about different uh, flavors of um, translations of the Bible. You know, like yeah. King James, NIV. Yeah. And one I did not realize that there's a new one out there. There's a new version of the NIV, and I have not had a chance to look at it. But what I've been told is that that version has tried to get rid of the gender of God. Now, in every verse I've ever read, God is always a he. Okay, mm-hmm. he's always been yeah. of the male persuasion. Yeah. Okay, it's never been a she. It's never been an it. Yeah. And but they're trying to make our belief inclusive. 
Mm-hmm. Well, the fact of the matter is that the Bible is not really inclusive. Okay? No, it's not. <laughs> I mean, the, the word of God establishes that the, 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 the kingdom of Israel, the Jews, yeah. are God's chosen people. Yeah. So that's not being inclusive of all of us Gentiles. <laughs> no. Okay. But, but today we, we all have to be inclusive. So I'm, I'm going to play this clip. I okay. think it's very interesting. All right, hit me. Um, so here, here it goes. You ready? I'm ready. All right. Thursday, March 31st, was the International Transgender Day of Visibility. In the PCUSA, we welcome all of our transgender and queer siblings into this family and relationship with the Creator God. So today, I wish to pray a prayer that was written for this incredible day. Will you pray with me? O God of pronouns, We give praise to the Great One, the one who was identifiable as God. I am what I am, you say, the great they, the incarnate he and she, the God of trans being. Impregnating Mary, fathering God, breastfeeding God of many breasts, you you shatter all stereotypes making every single person male and female. Male and female, intersex, non-binary, in your image, exactly in your image. Spectrum, rainbow God, who put your promise for non-violence in the symbol for queer love before humanity knew, because you knew who had Joseph, who could not sleep with a woman in a beautiful lady's cloak, perhaps of rainbow colors, before we knew, you knew. God of pronouns, who said, you can call me he or she or they, whatever makes you feel closest to me. Invisible and visible God, on this day, where visibility and celebration belated Relatedness, affirmation, and acceptance is the bare minimum. Remind us that you are the God of pronouns, so you affirm and you celebrate them. God of Saul, Paul, Simon, Isaac, Jacob, Isaac, Simon, Peter, Abram, and Sarai, and Abraham, and Sarah. God of Joseph, of the coat of many colors, of the Ethiopian eunuch, of the Virgin Mary, God of all found families in the Bible, remind us that you affirm us in our full identity, name, pronoun, found family, all of it. For this, we give you thanks and praise to the great I am, the great they, them. Thank you, God. And so in the now, now in the words that our mother, our father, and our sibling God taught us to pray, and pray with us now. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be your name. So basically the, the video ends with them stay, saying the Lord's Prayer. What in the hell is that self-indulging piece of Crap. words? <laughs> or is, what... I've not heard that before. That, that I'm, I'm being privileged to hear that for the first time right now, and I can't close my mouth. What the hell was that? It's blasphemy is what it is. She wasn't praying to, uh, to God. 
she was laying out an agenda. Yeah. If that was prayer to God, I want to know what God she serves, because that's not the God that I serve. It's not the uh, God of the Bible. It's not the God of the scriptures of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. This right here is really out of the pit of hell, because it's it's a complete... Uh, well, I, I, I kind of laughed in the middle of it when she said the great one, because the only thing I think it was Mark Levin. <laughs> yeah, no, I you know, right. Mark, Mark Levin, the great one. He's the great one, yeah. Yeah, yeah. no, but... Uh, that, yeah, no, I, and you know me, man. I, I, I'm the kind of I'm the guy who, you know, my belief is my belief. Your belief is your belief, and and it's not that I'm uncomfortable talking about it. It's just that everybody has to have that own individual personal relationship in their religion, yeah, in, in their belief system. But that right there just makes a mockery of anything that any of us, how we believe, how we worship, how we pray, how we, how we allow. How we invite, you know, uh, the the word of God to help rule our life. Yeah, that well, makes them. That's that's so ridiculous. They, they have completely taken the identity of God. Yeah, and 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 re revised it to suit what works for them. And you know, it, it goes back to the fact that you know, religion in this country, and I hate to use the word religion, but religion, faith in this country. Yes, people don't put emphasis on it anymore, and so. This stuff is happening, and no one is saying anything about it. I mean, the Presbyterian Church, really? You're not going to come out and condemn this church for what they're doing, for, for the bastardization of the Word of God in church? I mean, it, just, it blows my mind that they allow this to happen. Um, well, this just you know kicks into, you know, we keep going back to it time and time again on the Wednesday show, on the podcast, 45 declared communist takeover goals. Yes. And, you know, the communism folds right into the belief of, of modern socialism, which is part of that Agenda 2030. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, uh, thirteen on the uh, number 13 on the 45 communist goals, do away with loyalty oaths. You're, you're, this, what this is doing is just dissolving that oath between you and your creator. It waters it down to where it's meaningless. Oh, absolutely. I mean, there's more in here that it follows into, but, I mean, what... Uh, uh, it's mind-blowing, I, I, isn't dude, it? Dude, how hard is it to make me speechless? <laughs> yeah. I mean, that right there absolutely just blows my mind to the point to where, you know, when they started reciting the Lord's Prayer, all you can hear in the background is the amount of people in the congregation. It sounds like a large congregation. Yeah. How in the world did not somebody stand up out of that crowd and fling a shoe at him like she's George Bush? <laughs> wow. <laughs> you know? Or Will Smith or something. Will Smith the hell out of her. Yeah. If you look at the video, that there's is a guy. Blasphemy. There's a guy sitting in a chair behind her. Yeah, and he's not doing anything. Where, where's the pastor of the church walk up and saying, "Whoa, whoa, wait a minute, this is wrong." Yeah. No, this is an endorsement. If if the uh, church didn't say anything and the pastor didn't say anything, they endorsed this. Unbelievable. I mean, it, it's, uh, you it's, know, twenty-five it's and twenty-six break down cultural standards and morality by promoting. Pornography and and obscenity Mm -hmm. Um, in books, magazines, most radio and TV. Well, to me, that falls in that category as well. Uh, um, Infiltrate churches and replace revealed religion with social religion. This is number 27. Mm -hmm. So there's some of them that lead up to it, but plain out, just is black and white, number 27 on this list. Mm Mm-hmm. All right, infiltrate the churches and replace revealed religion with social religion. 
discredit the Bible, and emphasize the need for intellectual maturity, which does not need a religious crutch. Hmm. Wow. I mean... That's exactly what they're doing. It hits the nail right on the head. This is what... I'm... It's not the coffee that's making me vibrate <laughs> over here, son. I'm getting ready to get up and start doing a holy host dance. And I'm telling <laughs> Your you. Your face is turning all red right now. <laughs> this, I mean, even somebody as me, and, you know, you've tried to prop me up, but I believe what I believe. You know, I'm happy if, if the good Lord allows me to clean toilets in heaven one day. You know, I ain't always lived the best. I'll, I'll hire you. <laughs> I appreciate that. <laughs> I could, I'll be And I'll be happy to do it. Uh, DJ, yeah. what? <laughs> my toilet's dirty. Get uh, over here. Uh, on, on my way, Mr. Williams. <laughs> 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 you know, but when you look at things that was written in 1963 that was taken from the, the, the communist doctrine and simplified down in the English language to the point to where here we are, you know, a, a, a half a century later looking at this. Mm-hmm. And it's right here in black and white, man. Yeah, yeah. they're ma- they're meeting their goals, and, and it's it, it's like with the whole education thing, right? With um, uh, with John Dewey, not Milton uh, Dewey. Oh, hold that thought. Okay, hold that thought because you're going to number twenty eight. Go for it. Number twenty eight. Eliminate prayer or any phase of religious expression in the schools that ground that uh, in, uh, on the grounds that it violates the principle of separation of church and state. Well, by by going with the pronouns and such just like that you're automatically just bleeding right over into the school system mm-hmm. it's you know you're uh, oh my god i'm i'm frustrated right now i'm flushed <laughs> i've never seen it this way uh, this is this is it makes me angry it's yeah. infuriating well it is it, okay so back to my point yes. okay john doing the education system yes okay it started back a long time ago and it took yeah. a long time to infiltrate and in the 30s right and it took them took them decades and decades, and it was slow. Yeah, but it was methodical. Oh yeah, it was like the the, the Chinese water torch, the yeah. drip, drip, drip. Yeah. We just ignore the dripping. Mm-hmm. Now all of a sudden, it's a freaking flood. Sure. Okay, because we've ignored it for so long. Mm-hmm. Same thing here. It's been infiltrating religion for years. Yeah, I remember under the Obama administration, uh, one of the uh, first lesbians was I think it was with the Methodist denomination. I believe I believe okay. what it was. All right. This was ten years ago, a little over ten years ago. Mm-hmm. Big deal, like oh my gosh, they got a lesbian pastor preaching. What's up with that? And now today, you got a woke church that's calling God the great they them. <laughs> You're calling God Almighty the great they them. I'd be more comfortable with calling him Mark Levin. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh you know? my goodness. But, uh, but we've done nothing about it. We've just sat there. We've we've taken. No one wants to talk about it. We don't talk about it in church. We don't talk about it with our friends, and that's why it's happening. And then by the time you get around to talking about it, it's way too damn late. Yeah. Oh my goodness, I hadn't heard that. Uh, you know, I'm kind of glad you played it for me, and I wish you hadn't in this other ways too. Well, I can go back and delete it. Okay, <laughs> <laughs> it's gone. Too late. <laughs> Too late. And it, let's hope it's not too late for people to get involved. Yeah. If you've got stuff like that going on in your church, listen, I'm old school, man. I am I was telling the story today, and, and if my wife listens to this, I may be in trouble. But, uh, you know, when we were planning our wedding, you know, a long time ago, mm-hmm. um, I told my wife, I was like, you know, it's up to you. You tell me where I need to be. Tell me what I need to pay for. Tell me what I need to go pick up. Tell me what I need to do. But this is your day. This is, I want you to have it the way you want. So you just let me know what I'm supposed to do. 
And I mean, the conversation went on and I was, my mom was there. My sister was there. Um, and they asked, you don't have any, anything that you want specific. And I said, well, the only thing I ask is we're married by a male preacher. Mm-hmm. Ooh, we, <laughs> three women in that room were quite angry with me. What's wrong with a woman preacher? Even way back then? Yeah. And I was just like, uh, listen, you know, that's just not the way the Bible's written. It's not the way I believe. Right. Women can teach to women and children and mm-hmm. men teach until the family. You know, I, I, I'm, I'm not the most religious guy in the world, but there's certain things that I believe in and I believe strongly in and I believe wholeheartedly in. Not but everybody has to agree with me. That's fine if you don't. It's your wedding though. But it's it's my wedding too. Yeah. And if I'm and and we can go down to the down to the justice of the peace. We can go down to the to the clerk's office and we can get that little piece of paper and that that marriage license means that the state will recognize us as a married couple. Mm-hmm. All right. So now we're recognized by law. But if we're going to stand up with a preacher and and and, and repeat our vows unto God, then we're going to do it the way God wants us to do it. Right. That's the way I believe. That's my opinion. That's what I'm allowed as a free man in America, and that's what, and, and I'm not going to back down from it. But I, maybe it could have worded it a little differently <laughs> <laughs> because my wife was upset because she thought I was being sexist about it. Oh. And then my mother-in-law chimed in, then my sister chimed in, and all of a sudden, whoo, boy, the hen house got loud that night, <laughs> you know, and I mean, every, everybody, everything's all good now, mm-hmm. 30 years later, everything's all good mm-hmm. now, you know, but that to me, there's just certain, certain lines you don't cross. Right. And as far as crossing the line in churches right now, a lot of these churches have not just only crossed the line, they've erased that line and went way beyond it. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, this is, uh, they're, they're just, cha- they're trying to, they're indoctrinating our children in the schools, they're indoctrinating our children in their video games and, and such, and I, I, I hate saying it this way, because I made a comment this week on the Wednesday show. Mm-hmm. I said, you know, I sound like my parents, I sound like my mom. I was a big Kiss fan growing up. Mm-hmm. All right, that was the era when I grew up. Kiss was huge. It was some just good old raunchy rock and roll. It didn't really. The only thing I liked was the girls loved it, and you know, uh, it, it made me want to play better air drums than you do. <laughs> See how it comes back around full yeah, circle. Yeah, it did. It did. <laughs> <Good> not <night>, everybody. <laughs> no, I mean, you know, I never thought about Satan. I never thought about hell or anything like that. But mm-hmm. you know, back then the moms were like, "Kiss stands for knights in Satan's service." Oh my God, you're going to go to hell. You know, it never occurred to me. So now when I talk about things about the video games or the 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 music with people like you know uh, Cardi B and mm-hmm. and all these other people you know all of a sudden I feel like I sound like my parents but man it's a different era the music is being used in a different way now than it was when I was a kid the video games are used in a different way when you got people high up members of the economic world standing in front of the world economic forum talking about how they're using video games to indoctrinate our children it is a different mindset now than it was when I was a kid mm-hmm. you know it's being put out there right in front of us so when 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 I say things like this, uh, talk about the video games and stuff, um, you know, it's they're 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 doing this to indoctrinate our children. Yeah, they're eliminating basic fundamental beliefs inside the church, which is skewing young adults or older adults. It's it's just a uh, the revolution started a while back. We're getting it too late. Well, you know this this country was founded 
<clears throat> on the word of God. Sure. And found it on the church. Yeah. And when the church goes, this country goes. Yeah, well. I believe this country only exists because God's blessed it, blessed this world to keep it in existence. Sure. But if we continue to turn our back on what is good and holy and right, it's just a matter of time before we meet our demise. Yeah, well, you know. But, 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 okay, back to ahead. your point about, about video games. I remember, and I know we got to wrap this up, but. I remember back when I was growing up, you know, my parents, and again, I, I know I sound like my parents as well. <laughs> I, I, when I grew up, I was thinking, I'll never, I'll be like, I don't want to sound like, my, sound like my, my dad or my mom. I love them, yeah. but I don't want to sound like them. Sure. Right. Well, now I am. When I was growing up, you know, I wasn't allowed to play all these video games because there's violence in video games and, yeah. the, and, the, and the video games are leaning toward violence in kids. And yeah. my parents believed that. And the media was just the opposite. Oh, no, no, no. Grand Theft Auto, Vice City, no. There's nothing, no. The violence in there, you know, beating up horrors in there and stealing cars, nothing wrong there. But now we're finding out, yeah, there is. Yeah. You play games like Fortnite. You get some of those <laughs> battle scene scenarios yep. they're in. It's all about violence. And I, we I, wonder why our kids are turning out the way they are. I said that on the Wednesday show, and my nephew, our super fan, John. Mm-hmm. Our, know, our executive producer. Our executive producer, John. Um, he uh, he definitely reminded me of a comment I made a long time ago that I had forgotten that I made. was when I first found out that he was playing Fortnite. Mm-hmm. I, I made a comment to where, you know, don't, don't let them steal your brain. You know, <laughs> so he, he made a comment on the show Wednesday night. It was like, yeah, like you warned me when I first started playing Fortnite. <laughs> yeah, no, I, you know, it's, I didn't have those games when I was a kid. Well, I didn't have electricity uh, back then. <laughs> you just take every opportunity. You had, make, all you had was an abacus, right? I make one comment about your crappy air drumming and now all of a sudden I'm antique. Hey, I got to strike I'm beyond something. antique. I oh, see. Yeah. Just ancient. Yeah. I, I got to decide which one of my feelings are hurting. <laughs> All of them. <laughs> <laughs> I don't have any. Um, you know, uh, but we, I think we had, we had Atari. Oh, okay, yeah. yeah. I mean, I'm of that age group. You know, okay. we had Atari. Mm-hmm. So it was, you know, Space Invaders and mm-hmm. Asteroids. That was it. Hey, good stuff, man. Yeah. No, classic, classic. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. So it hadn't evolved to the point to where it's so realistic and, and everything now. Um, it is such a tool right now that, uh, I mean, these kids, uh, it's an addiction. Yeah. It's worse than a drug. I mean, the, the, the time and, and now it's a, and now it's a profession. When you have kids making a million dollars a year to hey, be a professional gamer at 16. I've got a neighbor right up the road here, a kid who played little league football for me. Great kid. Parents, we don't always agree politically, but they're friends. I mean, we, we, we're those type of people who can put those things aside and still be friends and be neighbors. Mm-hmm. You know, people that I have a lot of respect for and, and I enjoy their company. You know, but their son just graduated high school and he's traveling the world as a professional gamer now. And he's part of a, a professional team who I think he's in Vegas right now. He mm-hmm. went and did a big tournament in Paris, France in here not too long ago. I mean, he's making great money playing video games. Mm. But where, for the, where do I sign up? Yeah, no kidding. But <laughs> no, but for the average kid out there playing a lot of these online games and stuff, there's a lot of stuff in there. Yeah, you know that has really, 
You know, we've always wondered what happened to this generation. How did it get this way? How did we get the snowflakes? How did we get, you know, this wokeism? Where did it come from? Well, now we're finding out it wasn't just one thing that happened. All of a sudden, it's little pieces that are put in the education system, mm-hmm. the video games, all this stuff has all been little small pieces and parts that now are coming together like a jigsaw puzzle yeah. to give us this chaos that we have right now. Yeah, that's true. You know, coming from the churches, coming from the schools, coming from the homes, yeah. coming from your TV, coming from that little handheld idiot box you carry around with you everywhere you go. Yep. I mean, it, I'm telling you what, we're We're, we're bombarded behind. by it. We're, we're Every, behind. Yeah, we are. Everywhere we look, we're yeah. being indoctrinated. Everywhere. Yeah. And we just keep on saying, please, sir, may I have another? And you're looking at countries that may not necessarily be so technologically advanced as we are or as... Um, as addicted to mm-hmm. this stuff as we are. And good example of that right now is what's going on in Ukraine. Mm-hmm. You know? So I don't know, man. Um, it's, it's time people wake up people, time people stand up and time, uh, you know, that, uh, wow, I can't get over that, that prayer mm-hmm. <laughs> that holy crap. Yeah. If that, if that don't wake you up, um, nothing yeah. else will. No, nothing. Yeah. Is that where we stop it tonight? I think so. All right. Well, here we are at the end of another podcast episode of the Liberty Room with Jim and Dwight. Yes, it is. Wow. That's a good start into a new year. It is. This is for anybody tuning in. This is, we had our one year anniversary here just a couple of weeks ago. Mm-hmm. This is the second year of episodes. I see, you know, you got people like, uh, um, uh, uh, who is it? They've got seasons of podcasts. They mm-hmm. only do a handful per season. Yeah. We're here every week. Yeah. Well, I label all of ours by season two. Yeah. So we're in season two. Oh, we're officially in season two. This is two. season two, like episode 14, maybe. Oh, is it really? 12, yeah. Yeah. See, I just, you know. Put they they the, all have episode numbers, like, you know, one through. They're yeah. all sequentially. But if you go, if you dig down to the episode, I've got them all, at least an anchor. It's yeah. all done by season. Season one, season two. Oh, wow. Yeah. That almost wow. sounds sound professional. I'm trying to be. You know what else makes us sound professional? What's that? That we are now on iHeartRadio. That's right, buddy. Along with Apple, Google, and Spotify. The big four. Mm-hmm. Uh, was it the Fantastic Four from Marvel? That's right. <laughs> Got to go to Marvel, don't you? <laughs> I do, because it's so much better than DC. That is true. Prove me I'm wrong. You're not wrong. Yeah. And Michael Jordan's a goat. Uh, I can't. I can't agree with you more. Prove me wrong. <laughs> <laughs> All right, thank you everybody for tuning in in this week to the Liberty Room with Jim and Dwight, the podcast where true conservative conversation happens. Make sure you go to thelibertyroom.com and share that link with all your friends so they can uh, get in on the fun as well. Make sure you tell them to hit that subscribe button, just like you did. Whenever you come to your favorite podcast provider to find the Liberty Room. Also, thejimwood.com. That's where you find everything Wednesdays with Jim, where it's a conversation show where you can get in on the conversation every Wednesday night, 8 o'clock, across multiple platforms, places like Facebook, YouTube, Twitter, Twitch, and soon coming to Telegram. So make sure you get in on the conversation where you can speak your mind with all the freedoms that are given to us in our beloved Constitution. Seems like I've heard that somewhere before. Yeah, gee, I wonder where. I don't know. Everybody have a great week. We'll see you on Wednesday. You'll hear us on Friday. Until then, good night, everybody.